It's Thursday, April 14, 2016. Peabody Energy, which is a coal company, effectively announced that it's filing for Chapter 11. World's largest coal company declares bankruptcy. But I think we need to recognize that in running a power system that does this 24 by 7 all of the time, you need 24 by 7 power. Utility CEO foresees an end to coal entirely. Government Accountability Office dings the EPA. Sardine fishing banned off the West Coast. Again. Plus, pesticide company ends use of bee-killing pesticides. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent grain news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. So why do you think climate change isn't being taken seriously in this election? Great question, Larry. We'll answer it right after this commercial message from ExxonMobil. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, a lot of stories today that don't seem to be very good news for the coal industry. Nope, not at all. Peabody Energy, the world's largest privately owned coal company, filed for bankruptcy protection in a Missouri courtroom on Wednesday. It's the latest in a string of big coal bankruptcies as the use of coal declines around the world thanks to the rise of cheaper natural gas and renewable energy. You're welcome. Yet, while dropping coal is crucial to fighting climate change, Bob Kincaid of Coal River Mountain Watch, in an interview with the broadcast, warns that coal companies like Peabody use bankruptcy protection to legally shed important obligations. Now, the bankruptcy laws are being used to allow these coal companies to streamline their operations. They, they allow the companies to get rid of their pension obligations, to get rid of their health care obligations. They're going to come back. They'll come out of bankruptcy with all of those liabilities erased from their ledger, and they will be lean and mean and ready to go forward into a toxic future. But the CEO of Duke Energy, a major U.S. electric utility, foresees an eventual end to the use of coal for electricity in the United States. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, CEO Lynn Good says Duke Energy is not only converting its coal plants to cleaner but still polluting natural gas, but is also investing in advanced batteries and capturing carbon emissions. I believe in order for us to meet the broader aspiration around climate, uh, carbon capture is going to be important. And I would also argue that nuclear is important. Uh, Of course, there'll be technological breakthroughs. I think battery storage is something that we all uh, have some hope in. And certainly there's investment trying to put battery technology to work with renewables and other parts of our system. Meanwhile, the Federal Government Accountability Office has found serious fault with the Environmental Protection Agency's oversight of the oil and gas industry. A new GAO report concludes that EPA is not doing enough to protect underground sources of drinking water from toxic wastewater contamination generated by the oil and gas industry, like from fracking and the use of wastewater injection wells. The report also finds the EPA is not adequately monitoring state regulators that are in charge of inspecting and enforcing regulations. So the Republicans are right. The EPA needs to be shut down because they're a failure. I don't think that's the type of failure that they mean. Oh, okay. In the Pacific Northwest, fisheries managers have banned sardine fishing for the second year in a row. Once the most abundant fish species off the West Coast, the sardine population has collapsed 90% in less than 10 years, mostly due to record warm ocean temperatures and overfishing. Shellfish harvesting is also banned off the Pacific coast as record warm temperatures have caused a deadly toxic algae bloom that renders shellfish poisonous. 
The heat is on in Greenland, where a record warm and wet winter has pushed Greenland's ice sheet to set an ominous new record, the earliest ever start to the melt season by a long shot. The early kickoff to the melt season was so early that researchers said they had to check their instruments and models to make sure they were working properly. Oh, brother. Also, a new study suggests that recent melting of the ice sheets of Antarctica and Greenland appears to be having a subtle but measurable effect on the rotation of the Earth itself and changing the location of the North Pole ever so slightly. Ice has mass, and when mass gets redistributed, like at the poles, it can exert a very subtle force on the spin of the axis of the Earth. Finally, some good news. As we reported earlier this week, the Maryland legislature passed a ban on a class of pesticides linked to the alarming decline of bees and banned them for residential consumer use. Just days later, Ortho, a leading brand of home and garden pest control products known as miracle Grow, announced that it will stop using that class of pesticides called neonicotinoids in all of their residential consumer products. So this garden company who makes plant food to make plants grow is actually using a a chemical that kills bees? In their pesticides that they make, yes. So is the company's decision to ban this bee-killing pesticide directly related to the state of Maryland's statute that does away with this uh, bee-killing chemical? Ortho said no. They said that they were also concerned with bees, and so this just helped them along. I see. For more on that story and all of the others that we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Green News Report.